This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Joining us for the opposition view this time round, Billy from the Oak Road Hatter podcast. Good evening. How are you? Yes, doing very well. Thank you. Looking forward to, to diving into what is supposedly <laughs> going to be a very, very good game. Let's hope it, um, it fits its billing. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm really not sure about that, considering that where we've been, what we've been up to the past few weeks. Who knows? Anyway. I was at Millwall yesterday, Billy, and I can assure you it's not going to be a good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might not be for us. It might be for you. It might be for you. Anyway, there we are. We will see. I mean, we've done all of these previews so far with all podcasts and various people. Some some who haven't turned up and you have, so that's great. Thank you very much, Billy. Really good for that. But it, it's almost ended up becoming like a therapy session for everybody in the championship. And at the moment, it's our turn. So, sorry, we're going to unburden on you more than you probably realise. Never mind, never mind. So, if we take a look at Luton Town season, obviously, at the back end of last season, you got through to the playoff semi-final. We were having a, a horrible, horrible season, and we're just hoping and praying. Please, please don't let it happen. Please don't let it happen because it would have just it would have just been been too much. But you seem to have recovered okay from going out in the semi-finals in the last knockings to Huddersfield. Take, take us what what did you expect? at the end of that going into the start of this season how was the start of the season and then how is it how has it developed so far Billy yeah I think what we what we know about the championship we, we've seen it with Barnsley we've seen it with Huddersfield this time around that that, that hangover of missing out through, through the playoffs can often leave a team a little bit bewildered a little bit um, clueless going into the new season um, I think with Luton there's always been that expectation that especially under Nathan Jones, that we're going to build upon each season. Of course, sixth last year was sort of monumental growth. No one really expected us to, to climb into the playoff positions and keep hold of that going into it. But ultimately, I think that the Luton fan base realised it was 
I don't want to say an overachievement because we, we were good value for it, but it was something that would be hard to, to be replicated again. Um, but then summer happened. We spent more money than, than we typically do. We, we signed some really, really exciting players, Colton Morris, Alfie Doughty, mm. some up and cut. Well, I, I say up and coming. Morris is what, 26 now, but, but players that are approaching their prime. And there was this sort of sense of excitement that we could do it again, but also that sort of notion that we'd be happy with competing for a playoff spot, not necessarily getting one, but but being competitive again. I think that was the the main message going into the campaign. But starting the season didn't really look like that was going to happen. Had uh, two draws against Birmingham and, and Burnley, which weren't too bad, but then very bad performances and results against uh, Bristol City and Preston and it seemed that we were going to do a Barnsley, which I don't think anybody really wants to do. And I think going into the rest of the games, it really needed a spark. And that spark was Swansea City away where we won 2-0. And it was a it was a performance of last season. I think we've been managed, uh, sorry, I think we've managed to build on that. And that's been ultimately where our season started in our eyes. And how would you describe the playing style under typically under Nathan Jones? And you said it's like last season. How would you describe what formation does he play, and what are the characteristics that uh, that if we were, if we were scouting, we could expect to see from from a Luton Town team? Uh, you can expect it to be very direct. I don't like to say hoofball being a Luton fan myself, but it's very very direct. <laughs> I think the the physicality and athleticism that we've got up top means that that going long and, and playing our football in the final third is is typically what we want to do. We, we do miss out the, the the sort of middle third fairly often, um, especially build up play. But once we're in the final third, you get more creative players: Jordan Clark, Luke Freeman. Mm-hmm. That's when they really start to shine. So, so initially, it's it's very very direct from initial phase of play. But once we're in the final third or middle third, that's when more creative players get on the ball and, and we become uh, less direct and then more about finding those openings and sort of movement of the front two is particularly key. I think with that as well, um, going to the formation question, what we've seen uh, is sort of variations of 3-5-2. Uh, we, we typically, if Henry Lansbury's in the team, we have one holding and then two just ahead of him with, with Clark and Campbell. But then we've also we've also got the option to have Freeman as a sort of number 10, pushing Clark and Campbell a little bit further back. So that's what we expect. But then at Norwich, Jones named the team. And I think if stunned everybody, I don't think anybody quite knew what to make of it with sort of five wingbacks in the side. Um, but yeah, he thinks... <laughs> five, that's five wingbacks, everybody. Five, over a wingback <laughs> during our yeah. season. Carry on, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, five wingbacks. Um, yeah, I, I say wingbacks. They're quite versatile players in sort of Alfie Doughty, Fred on your dimmer. But yeah, he does like to test us Luton fans when um, the starting eleven comes out. It's sometimes very, very difficult to to pinpoint which players playing where. And um, yeah, he certainly tested us on on Tuesday evening with Nathan Jones. I mean, there are some managers that just fit a club. For whatever reason, and I mean, obviously, oh, Graham, yeah, Taylor, Graham we, Taylor. We don't seem to realise. No, no, this. no, no, it does happen. It does. I happen. have no concept of what you're you're speaking of. No. Look, it, it's like Halley's comet. It happens once in a blue moon. Oh, it right. did happen. Okay. Granted, granted, I was a lad, so it was a long time ago. But Nathan Jones seems to fit Luton like a glove because, of course, he was with you, and the typical thing happened. Of shall we say the old inverted commas, you know, the bigger club in Stoke City come along and and, and nab him, and it doesn't really work at all. And and you wonder whether or not he's kind of spoiled goods at that point. But he's come back, and I'm saying this obviously very, very begrudgingly. Let me make this absolutely clear. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
but he seems to fit you you guys like a glove and seems to get the team playing with a level of energy. We have begrudgingly said on occasions this season that Luton seem to be a number of the things that we're not. You seem to be organised, you seem to be tenacious, you seem to be fit and pressing the ball all over the place. And most fundamentally of all, a team rather than a collection of players. Because when we go down your, your team roster, uh, with no insult intended, you bought very well, but you have it's been built on a budget that you would expect Luton to be working with, which is below the average of the division. And yet you are performing well above that. It has that kind of that and the the playoff from last season. What's the expectation levels from Luton fans this year beyond Sunday? Obviously, we know what the expectation is on Sunday. What is it beyond it? I'd have to say, given the start of the season, given how quickly those new signings have adapted to, to sort of the Luton way, Nathan Jones started play, and, and probably given the fact that competition levels are, are so high within the squad, it has to be sort of exceeding, or not even exceeding, but getting into those playoffs once again. You, you sort of look at the table right now and given how close and competitive it is, you start to think, should we be considering ourselves as automatic promotion contenders? But it's, it's probably is probably in the moment where there's say things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's breaking my heart. This, yeah. <laughs> Go on. yeah. It just seems that you have seven games unbeaten and um, automatically expectation levels um, get heightened, but quite easily, this is the worrying thing with me. The narrative at the moment just seems perfect. And I don't like how perfect it seems uh, Watford in the way that the, Things panned out recently, us on our sort of seven game unbeaten run. It just takes one game to, you know, eliminate all that possibility, uh, uh, positivity, sorry. And yeah, that's the one thing I'm very, very nervous about. Yeah, that, was a, that was a conversation we had earlier today on, on another recording that Luton go into this game probably as favourites, you know, in terms of how you're playing and, and your position in the league this season. And I think there's a few amongst you who are a little bit worried about that in terms of this game coming up now us being so poor and let me reassure you we are so poor um <laughs> and going into this game and you're playing so well it would not surprise me and you know as much as I, I'm desperate to win on Sunday I can't tell you enough but it would not surprise me that we do get a result at Vicarage Road but what's the sort of mood uh, amongst the fans going into this into this derby because it, I, I don't know where you live if you're in the it, based in Luton what's the what what's everyone saying going into this game? Obviously, you guys want to win as much as us. We're, we're football supporters, of course we do. But how is it panning out from from your side of the fence? Well, yeah. First of all, I'm I'm a Hertfordshire hatter, so um, when they sing the songs about Hertfordshire, um, I can't really get involved. <laughs> a little bit of you's like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but in terms of the fan base, in terms of. Uh, and Twitter's very good now to, to gauge how the, the fan base is feeling about a particular fixture. And I think the general feeling is one of excitement given where we are and, and the run we've been on and the, the fact that results haven't gone Watford's way in recent weeks. Uh, but I think also on the flip side of things, Luton fans like being the underdogs when, the, when there's been expectation for us for big games. I'm pessimistic as a Luton fan just naturally. So it, it so it comes down to that, but you, you sort of look at these games and think this could be the one where everything goes wrong. But yeah, you look at form, you look at logic completely coming into this game and it's probably the best possible situation Luton could be in. But as every uh, every fan of every football club knows, it just takes that one result and then you're back down to earth and wishing things had gone different. As a, as a word of warning, 
in 2021, we were on an incredible run. We were just unbeatable. Then we came to Kenilworth Road and, yeah, we, we didn't do very well that day. So it can happen. We've seen it happen ourselves. So, you know, let's see. Let's see Sunday. Oh, I'm excited now. I wasn't until I sort of thought about that. Now, <laughs> now I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mentioned, obviously, Kenilworth Road there. And, I mean, I won't lie to you. We do we do come there. We do feel superior. We do We do take the piss out of the gaff. But I appreciate that from your point of view, it's loved and it's an unpleasant place for opposition teams to come, especially when they've got highfalutin idiots like our lot at the moment. But obviously it's it's at Vicarage Road, so it's somewhat different. But on the wider piece, what's the current situation with regards to you going to power court? Is that still all up and live? And how would that change the club? Because at the moment, and as, as we spoke earlier on to uh, the guys from 3CR, was that there's almost this sort of, it's us against the world. It's almost a Millwall-esque underdogs will make it unpleasant. If you suddenly go to a 26,000 seater all seater stadium that's all nice and lush. What's happened? What's going to happen to your identity? Is that a concern or is it just, uh, don't worry about that, just kind of sit back and enjoy the Edamame beans? Yeah, I think it naturally has to be a concern. You've got a 10,000 seater stadium that, that's rocking each game, you know, sort of the last three seasons, 98% full for, for each game, which naturally generates that um, that matched experience that, yeah. that sort of f- f- ferocity in terms of for the opposition the fact that you know Watford coming to, to Kenilworth Road they'll only get 12 1200 tickets I think that also plays a huge factor you can't bring as many fans as you want and I think that all factors into to making it a difficult away day and, and you mentioned there about Millwall um, I don't want to say it after after what you suffered yesterday but there is a lot of similarities <laughs> to to how Luton play and how, um, you know, how the fans are to, to Millwall, I guess, in the way that that's, as you said before, um, us against the world kind of yeah. going into games. So, yeah, I do get that. And um, in, in terms of power court, it naturally has to be a worry that you, you move into a stadium that's significantly bigger and you could lose everything what the club's about. Yeah, I think... The, the fact that it's been so long trying to get this stadium right, trying to get every aspect of it in line with the club's values, in in, in line with, you know, what our CEO wants in, in terms of what higher management want, I think it will be able to capture it somewhat. It's just going to be difficult to, to replicate Kenilworth Road on sort of a larger scale. Um, so, yeah, I think that has to be a worry um, in terms of the power court development is still going ahead. There's uh, been a few hindrances given COVID and other sort of economical impacts that, that have pretty much hindered the, the progress of it all. But I think if I'm not wrong, 2024 is supposed to be the date. But whether that happens, whether that's the the actual day it remains they are, they are building there, though, because I've, I've driven past it. I've seen them. Uh, and, I, and I like the fact that it's still in the town centre. You know, it's not a modern stadium that they're arcing. You know, if you go to Brighton or somewhere like that, it's it's, it's miles outside of the actual city centre itself. So, will you um, will you still ensure though that the away fans go over someone's garden on the way to the stand? Because <laughs> that, that would be lovely. That, <laughs> Please, that's that kind of the lovely. highlight of going there. Really, is I, I saw um, I saw a picture on Twitter and it was summed up beautifully. It looked like somebody was having a barbecue in their back garden. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, it was it was a picture from above. But yeah, to lose all that, and I know we we look, we are taking a piss, of course we are, but 
it, to lose that is a big thing because it's it's not a nice place as an away fan. You know, I've been there. It's not a nice place um, to, to to go. It's not a nice place for the for the opposition teams to come and play football. Um, and as you say, ten thousand Luton fans when they're on it, you know, you know, you know that they're there. I, I don't know how many how many we've given you for the Vicarage Road game, but I'm I'm sure we're going to know that you're there. Hopefully in a positive way, of course. Unlike the League Cup game that I can remember. Don't revisit yeah. that. Yeah, leave that. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be okay. Sport Social. Right, so... I'm afraid the time has come to get to the least enthusiastic prediction league that's ever been run. Because, uh, Billy, you're not aware of this, but tonight you're playing on behalf of the EFL. Everybody has taken part. Nobody has covered themselves in glory whatsoever. But always our guest gets to go first. At the moment, the scorelines are still and have been since about... <laughs> about a couple of months. Just Justin is, sit- is basically sitting on seven points. The EFL is sitting on six points. And Carl, maybe because I sat in proxy for him for two weeks, has got up to six points. Thank you. So, Thank you. Billy, what do you think the score is going to be come Sunday at two o'clock? I'm going to go, I, I'm going to go on the fence. Um, not just because I'm here and then speaking to you boys, but I think one all, uh, given. <laughs> now, Billy. Yes. Now, no, Billy. Yes, Billy. Well, well done, I, Billy. May I, love it. may I explain love what this it. mirth <laughs> is all about here Billy it's it's that I always go for 1-1 and that served me well now Billy you may recall we've had a little chat today on DMs and I may have hinted to you that's going to be my prediction uh, for for this game you even tried to coach him I now can't bloody use it (laughs) (laughs) just his entire Entire lead has been based solely on oh, one. Oh, I love that. He's done me well. He's done me well. And earlier on, earlier on, another Justin went one-one. There you go. You see, <laughs> yeah, just saying, it's a Justin kind of thing. So Billy has gone for honours even one-one. Carl, I turn to you. Oh, what are you going to? What are you going to be predicting? Because you have gone positive then negative, and normally the results go in the yeah, opposite direction. I know exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I'm a little bit like Billy sitting on the fence. My, my head and heart are saying two very different things so I'm going to listen to my heart and I think it'll be a close game and I know we haven't kept have we kept a clean sheet this yeah we this have year? yeah oh, we Sheffield have. United, okay. and, Burnley United and, and Burnley yeah. okay uh-huh. so I I'm going to say Watford 1 Luton 0 do I have to point out by the way that Sheffield United and, and Burnley yes. were games no. number 1 and 3 of the season it was a long yes. time ago so it's going 1 0 you're saying we're going to shut up shop. There you go. Just I'm completely it. wrong. But I'm Justin, one nil has gone. Well, and more importantly, your home comfortable <sighs> postcode with a sofa and a cushion and a warm, welcoming hot chocolate is mm. no longer available. That is one all. You've got to go somewhere else. What are you going to go for? Well, I would get lynched uh, if I went for <laughs> an away win. Um, so I'm not going to do that. I also, well, listen. You we- should do it. 
No, no, no. <laughs> I, I know you. That's, you, that's what I was, I was thinking. You, I was like, you I, would. Carl said three nil to, to to Norwich. I I appreciate that. That so there's a different connotation there. But you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that wasn't the M1 derby. I, 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 if I, you, you would lynch me if I do that, Carl. You, you'll spread it all over social media. You won't let me forget. So I'm not doing that. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a draw. I'll have to go for two two. We've actually been leaking a lot of goals recently, but I don't know. Occasionally we look as if we're fairly decent going forward. So let's go for. 2-2. 2-2. A high-scoring wow. draw. We will find out whether there is any movement whatsoever. Yeah. And I'm the course, one that feels least positive about Sunday's game and I've somehow gone for a week. I don't know what's happened there. That's well, not because, out because, because you can't go for an away win because you know that we would just rip it I know, out of okay, you. No, I can't. I can't. But that's what I'm saying. I, what, I, what I think and what I feel are very too two very different things at the moment. I, I won't remind you, by the way, of a conversation you and I once had on a podcast where I put a scenario out there about your mortgage could be paid off if you wore a certain shirt. And you said that mm. you would if, I, yeah, if my yeah, memory yeah. serves me yeah. well. So, you know, it's out there, folks. You'll find it somewhere. It's on one of the You'll podcasts. find it somewhere, yeah. yeah. It is out <laughs> it's there. It's on there somewhere. There is, of course, also another prediction that was put forward through the playing of a rather silly game this one by uh, uh, between Mr. Andy Collins of BBC Three Counties Radio and Mr. Justin Dealey of Three Counties Radio, who came together on a podcast special, which if you haven't heard it, go and give it a listen. It meanders all over the place as per normal. And if that score line comes in, Ooh. then uh, yours truly has committed to paying a hundred pounds to Watford General Hospital and also to if, the Luton and Dunstable Hospital. As a I result. will, I will also add to that. If that score comes in, I will match your donation. Oh, there we go. There we go. I've never okay. seen Justin quite so quiet. It's great. Excellent. <laughs> Where's he gone? <laughs> oh, the mute button seems to not be working. Never mind. Never mind. Anyway, anyway, I think that that's superb. Billy, look, thank you so much for joining us. We know there's a rivalry. We know we haven't spoke, you know, we haven't played each other in front of fans for ages. But genuinely, I hope it's an intent game. I hope Proper the, game. the, the yeah. fans shout at each other continually and that and everybody gets home safe regardless you, of the result. Are you going, Billy? I'm not, unfortunately. I uh wasn't able to get a ticket and uh, my come with partner. me if you want. Well, normally we there. would, yeah, normally we might offer someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think for your own yeah. safety that's a very good idea. Because I wouldn't yeah, throw yeah. you under the bus at all. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when you were free nil, you'd be sort of doing this and pointing and all. Yeah, we know you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Let's hope everybody uh, yeah. gets home safely from there. Yeah, and, and, and on that, honestly, I know the, look, the rivalry, and, and I think anybody that doesn't understand Watford Luton games, it, it, Luton Watford, whatever way you say it, from outside, you know, people talk about derbies and stuff like that. It's an intense rivalry, you know, and it can be can be spicy, but it is one of the best games that you will ever see. I and I'm, I'm sure Luton fans would agree that you would see as a fan of Luton fan to to be there and that game be played in the right way is is brilliant. You know, I've I've been to Kenilworth Road and CS win. One of the best days ever. I've also seen you lot win at our place. One of the worst days ever. So it it really can be. It really can be a, a magical, magical game. And I hope I hope that's that's how it's played. Here, here. Well, listen, Billy. Thank you very much for coming on because you know I think I might have been a bit daunted if three Luton fans said, "Oh, just come on and have a chat, and we'll be nice." Oh, well, I hope they're as good as their word. Yeah, okay, fine. So I hope that wasn't too daunting for you. Um, Could you spread the word that we are nice guys? Yes, of course I can. Thank you. That'd be lovely. Uh, and ability to lie is we'll see you go through that makes <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Billy uh, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you we'll do this um, when we're coming up to Luton later on in the season in April yeah perfect look forward to it and as you as you 
all say hopefully it's a competitive game and, and nothing outside of the game of football takes president and, and takes over absolutely 100%, 100%. mate here here well done thank you Billy for joining us on Do Not Scratch oh, Your Eyes we'll catch up with you soon mate thank you this is Shorty and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast enjoy the game so the club have put something out about the match day arrangements, which I'm happy to read out very, very quickly in case anybody hasn't seen them. It says, we're looking forward to welcoming welcoming you to the Vic this Sunday, the first derby in front of fans here since April 2006. As per the joint statement issued by Watford FC and Hertfordshire Constabulary earlier, the aim is to create a safe environment for all supporters to enjoy a game of football. Now they go on about the significant police presence and all that sort of thing. Before the game, all regular routes towards the Vic will be accessible. Early arrival at the stadium is encouraged, if at all possible. After the game, measures will be put in place to ensure both sets of fans are able to leave the stadium in a more structured manner along allocated routes. To achieve this, we are looking for your support and understanding. So, while Luton fans will depart the stadium to the right along Vicarage Road and onwards towards the town centre and transportation hubs, Watford supporters are asked to follow the below guidance. Supporters seated in this uh, Elton John stand or Rookery stand, please exit the stadium down Occupation Road into Cardiff Road and then Wigginall Road to rejoin Vicarage Road. That is quite a route, that is. And it's all uphill as well, by the way. <laughs> up, up, um, I can't see that happening because unless they've got police blocking off St. James Road, everybody will head up there because it's a quicker a quicker route. So I'll yeah, be they, interested to see that one. They are going to meet at the precinct, aren't they, I would think? At some yeah, point. at the top. That's what I'm saying. I, I, unless the police follow all the way down. I don't know, strange okay. one. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. Carry no, on. no, that's all right. Okay, the next bit is uh, supporters seated in the Graham Taylor stand or family stand, please exit the stadium to the left onto Vicarage Road for the town centre, turn into Harwoods Road and then right into Whippendale Road. Again, quite a walk long. if you want to get into that's the... Long. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is long, that one. It is. If you don't wish to follow one of the two allocated home fans routes, there will be the opportunity to remain within the stadium and await the announcement that Vicarage Road is fully reopened. This announcement will be by Tannoy and is expected to be made within approximately 10 minutes of the match finishing. At least one refreshment kiosk will remain open within each of the home stands, sorry, home stand areas of the stadium. So there you go. You can either go through those routes or wait for 10 minutes and then go your usual route I have heard that some pubs are open to both fans after the match right seems so like here's a- it, here's my bit because obviously I, I count myself as a bit of an expert on pubs I don't know why but Weatherspoons, so the moon underwater will be open um, and I've spoken to somebody in there the police have advised them to make that Luton only and the, the what I would call Lloyd's which is the Columbia Press Watford only but I don't know if that's been sanctioned yet I don't know it'll be in the local yeah, I would have thought about that. I, I, the, the, I think one the, is going to be open to both, and I can't remember which one it was. The moon underwater, allegedly, but the, uh, I think the management of obviously Weatherspoon's head office is in Watford, and I think they raised some concerns about allowing both sets of fans in one pub. I'll raise concerns about. I, I anybody that went to that <laughs> League Cup game, in, the CCTV footage is available on YouTube. I was in Weatherspoon's when they turned up that night, mm. and it didn't end well. I've seen seen the footage. Yeah, so look, let's just uh, take a moment just to say to anybody that's not been to any M1 derbies before, and there will be a lot of people because we haven't actually had one for 16 years or with fans for 16 years. Mm. They are great games. They are great occasions. Don't make an idiot of yourself. Don't draw attention to yourself in any sort of negative way. 
you know, be sensible and, you know, enjoy the game and listen to what the announcements are about when you can leave the stadium and all that sort of thing. And they should be fine. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a game of football at the end of the day. It's not life or death. Yeah. The way we're playing, it's not as if we're, you know, <laughs> trying to creep into the oh. top six or anything. You know, it's, it's basically one of these one-off games you get sometimes where the game is actually more important than the, the, the points, if you see what I mean. So, yeah, just, just enjoy yourselves, but don't be an idiot. Don't don't start calling things out or drawing attention to yourself because they don't like us and they will retaliate. That's basically and the old, and, and just to, to say the old Bill will not piss about. They will they will be all over that. Um, both sets, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. So yeah, just just be safe. Um, and I and I know there's a, a few youngsters that listen to this, and I've had conversations with them at away games, and I've, I've said to them before, you don't want these games. You don't honestly and truthfully, you don't want these games, and you don't want these games for the wrong reason. And everyone just needs to go home at the end of it and be all right. And that's the biggest thing I can say. I have heard that the statue is going to be boarded up, which is probably a wise precaution. And yeah, that's it. Can't see the shop being open for uh, mm. replica kits. No, <laughs> possibly not. No, that would be. A sensible decision to close that. Obviously, I don't know about the bunker. I wouldn't have believed no, that they'd be able to. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that that's happening. But yeah, we will see, won't we? We will see. We'll see. Obviously, this game is a twelve o'clock kickoff, whereas the the, the one back in two thousand and two was it two thousand two? Yeah, yeah. it's an yeah. evening, wasn't it? Yeah, it so. was an evening one. So the old all kind of all day drinking and and lots of people getting very very brave because they're very very drunk isn't going to happen. But your your point about look after yourself after the game is pertinent because people might come away and might get detached from groups of people that they are with, etc. Just get out of the way, let everything disperse, so to speak. It is interesting though that you go away to most grounds and you're normally kept in for you know 15 20 minutes the home team will put on the music for and if you've had a good result it doesn't matter you all have a good song and but no no what the Watford police are doing is trying to make sure they they massively disrupt all 20,000 people just to let everybody out at once which at some point there is going to come a meeting point and if people are out, out, out James Road. Yeah. yeah if people are out to do it you know think about where those where, where those areas are going to be and you know just try and avoid it I have uh, though just thought of a very good luck charm that could be advantageous to us. Yes. The podcast is lurching in a new direction. Yeah. Good luck, Charles. Yeah. Can anybody, Every- anybody, was there a memo I didn't read? <laughs> you didn't read it. Every time that Benjamin Bloom's been at Vicarage Road this season, we've won. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. He is absolutely fucking right. Yes, and, and he's he gonna, is right. He's going to be. I'm going to Sunday. rub him when I see him. Pardon that. I'm not Let sure me rephrase he, that. I'm, I'm going not to, sure he likes being rubbed in public, <laughs> Carl. I think this is something that you should. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm just going to say hello to him. Actually, they've changed my mind completely. Yes, yeah. that's probably so, more friendly in a way. Yeah. yeah, he might he might appreciate that more. Yes, uh, Ben Ben is sitting next to me. Okay, well I think we've probably said enough about Watford Luton. Now enjoy the game on Sunday, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Um, enjoy the game on Sunday and we'll catch you come on you horns let's do this yeah come on you horns yeah absolutely you horns Sports Social Podcast Network Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.